So unless you're under a rock, Kansas City, there is a mini camp going on and your players are on the field. We have it all for you today. First hand from Matt Derrick from ChiefsDigest.com. Who made plays at Chiefs minicamp today on Locked on Chiefs? From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, Chiefs fans. I appreciate you being here. Thanks for making us your first listen. This is Locked On Chiefs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for free on every platform and maybe just beamed into your brain if I get my way. We'll see what happens. So we have a lot to go over. I'm Ryan Tracy from Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, as well as NFL33.com. And this is Matt Derrick from ChiefsDigest.com, editor at large, we like to call that. First-hand knowledge, Matt, day one in the books of minicamp. Was it toasty out there? wasn't as toasty as i feared so i mean we were even commenting about the fact that it didn't feel as as hot as we expected it to and it was a late morning practice that wrapped up a little bit early um started at 10 55 and it was scheduled to run about 220 and i think it booked in oh just a little bit under that i mean i think we were back in the media workroom by about 12 45 um so it was under a two two hour practice um it was brisk they got through things pretty quickly and i don't think the coach wanted to keep the guys out there any longer on a day where it was going to be in the mid 90s in kansas city so um it was pretty warm but there was also a pretty good breeze too that helped i think uh, lighten things up a little bit um but yeah other than that uh it was pretty much run of the mill practice for the chiefs today I, I like that it starts out run of the mill because that leads to expectations being met. It seems like if you're not going to have huge breakdowns and you're able to run through the practice, especially for how much youth is going to play on this roster, that's a big plus. And so given that Patrick Mahomes was in a boot this time last year, let's go back and let's how do you feel just overall as a team, they they performed in their first minicamp day versus say last season. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it is kind of kind of night and day in that regard because you know I, I think the Chiefs, from a health standpoint, were in a, a lot worse position last year, and we were certainly you know at this time looking at the offensive line because there were so many new faces there. Um, and without Mahomes, I mean, you know, I remember the joke being at at minicamp and OTAs last year was that if Patrick Mahomes isn't here, did the Chiefs actually practice? Um, you know, it's just, it's just kind of going through the motions a little bit. This has a lot more focus than last year. Um, it's, it, there's, uh, and there's absolutely a different kind of structure to it. I think, and even from that standpoint, I mean, yeah, Andy Reid's doing the same things that he always does. It's not that standpoint, but you know, it's just what are, what, what's the team working on? I mean, it's certainly, it's a passing camp. So that's what you're mostly focusing, but this time around, when you're talking about you know, really getting Mahomes up to speed with a, whole, a group of brand new targets. That's the focus. I mean, you certainly see um, a lot of rotation with the receivers, you know, trying out to see, you know, maybe maybe a bit more than you would normally see this time of year. Um, as far as maybe going eight, nine, 10 deep with some different options and seeing who's there, that will shorten up at some point, you know, once you get to the training camp and, you know, people start to kind of figure out where they are in the, the lineup. But right now, I mean, it's, really testing a lot of different chemistry who's who's where um you know the offensive line for the most part is pretty set other positions are pretty set i mean there's some moving but really it's that wide receiver group that is getting the most attention and passing is the name of this camp i want to talk about the offensive line here in the next segment but before we get that let's let's hit the highlights who stood out who had a performance today that made you say oh i didn't expect that or they helped themselves getting ready for training camp 
Yeah, you know, in this time of year, it's it seems like it's something but different every practice. And, you know, without getting to see all of the OTAs, just one out of every three, you know, we get a selective view. But during this mini camp, you know, we get all three days. So you do get a chance to see who can put together and stack back to back performances. Um, you know what? Today, the the guy who stood out the most was Jordan Franks. I mean, this is a backup tight end candidate um, who based on, you know, where he is. I mean, he's a long shot. I mean, he's a sleeper. He's got mm-hmm. some names to climb over if he wants to make this team but had a fantastic day uh he connected with chad henny on uh absolutely beautiful touchdown pass you know uh henny read it it was a skinny post from the tight end over the middle and henny just absolutely laid it out perfectly for him um that was probably overall the best catch of the day came from jordan franks there were there were a few others i mean um i, I don't think there's any doubt i mean of the wide receivers a lot of guys have had good camps because it's, you know, it's easy to catch the ball when guys aren't hitting you. Uh, but Marquez Valdez-Scantling, I think, has definitely stood out. I mean, he had another solid day today, another uh, solid couple of catches. Um, the chemistry with him and Mahomes is really coming along. Um, the tough day was McCole Hardman, and he even admitted and told us about, you know, that, hey, he was back on the field after dealing with that tweaked hamstring. Um, he he dropped a couple of passes back-to-back early in the practice, and the, the, the second one really got to him. I mean, he ripped off his helmet in frustration and was a little mad at himself for that. Um, after that, bounced back pretty well. Um, but, you know, you could he, he admitted, you know, he was putting some pressure on himself to perform today. Uh, but it, I, I will say, I mean, MVS has been everything that the Chiefs have advertised and more, I mean, throughout, you know, the practices that we've seen so far. I, I'm glad to hear that because I think it's, it's going to be kind of a leapfrog, raise all the boats on the wide receiver front. But they have to play a defense, too. Who's the standout on that side of the ball? Yeah, today was a, probably an offensive day. Um, <laughs> you know, we were even commenting about the fact that there, there weren't any turnovers, no, 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 uh, no, no interceptions, nothing like that today. The quarterbacks were perfect from that standpoint. There were a few tip passes at the line. And I'll tell you, um, one thing that really stood out to me, and we, we heard George Karloftis even tell us about the fact that he's dropped a little bit of weight uh, so far during his workouts, um, trying to play a little bit leaner this season. And I could definitely see that on the field and and translation into, you know, when you were talking about defensive line, what can you do this time of year when you can't hit anybody? Well, you can, I say, I like to say you can play patty cake and you can jump. I mean, mm-hmm. you you work with your hands, you work with your feet, um, and, and you can try and tip passes and elevate. And he came close on a couple of balls, and I think he even got one. I mean, there were certainly a couple of batted passes. But um, Karloftis, I mean, he's got that in his game. I mean, he's definitely going to get his hands on some balls this year and get them in the air. And what happens, you never know what can happen. So I think he's had a, a fairly decent camp. Um, the Chiefs are rotating in, and they're giving some of these younger corners a look too. Um, the only scary thing today, both Trent McDuffie and and Joshua Williams, who've both been getting a lot of work, did leave practice today early with the trainers. Um, all indications are that they were both, you know, just very proactive on that. The Chiefs have been, you know, pretty, pretty generous mm-hmm. with, you know, getting guys off if they've had any type of hamstring tweak or anything like that because they don't want anything serious. So no indication that those two are serious, but they did leave practice early today. Well, I, I wanted to talk about that a little bit further uh, down in the DB section here later because it does sound like George Carlock has had a jewel of a day and if you want to get jewels that are specific for you whether you're getting engaged or you want to celebrate a moment in life bluenow.com is the place to do that they have everything that you need you can even design your own custom engagement ring and they have experts standing by 
to help you 24 seven. Our moment of sparkling is something you can replicate for your family or your loved one uh, over at BlueNile.com. And our listeners get a special deal, $50 off of a $500 purchase or more right now. It's a podcast exclusive. And all you have to do is use that locked on code over at BlueNile.com where you get pre-shipping, you get packaging that doesn't give away your surprise, and you get your forever piece stretch free. Check out BlueNile.com today. Now, Matt, who stands out is, is a positive thing. We also have to talk about the negatives, though. Who wasn't in camp today? One name rings huge, but there, it's not the only one. What's going on with Frank Clark? Were you surprised by his excused absence? I'm only mildly surprised in the fact that it's excused. I mean, that's that's certainly a factor. So, I mean, this wasn't a case where it's a veteran who didn't want to be here for any, anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, so he's not, you know, team's not going to find him for an excused absence. Uh, but it does, you know, make it interesting whether he'll be here for the next couple of days. I mean, we've that certainly is not uncommon. Uh, hey, it was Frank's birthday on Tuesday. I don't know if there's a connection to that. That's not normally in the NFL a personal day. But you never know. Um, so we'll see if, if he's there for the next couple of days. But Chris Jones was back, who had not been in the facility for the, the voluntary portion of the workouts. Um, that was a big one to have back. Obviously, Orlando Brown, still unsigned, isn't going to be here for the camp. And he's not subject to fine since he's not under contract. Uh, other than that, just a, a few players that the, the Chiefs were maybe either, either holding out or were excused for personal reasons. Um, Justin Ross, you know, who, who looked who did miss practice at the end of OTAs. That looks like it's a issue with the Chiefs holding him out. Um, Blake Bell was not out there. Uh, Rashad Fenton still rehabbing the shoulder. Uh, Malik Herring was the other. Um, Lucas Niang was on the sidelines wearing a ball cap today, but is still not working out. Don't expect to see him until deep in the training camp and, and see where his workload is. And then, of course, Chiefs had the roster move today, too, which was uh, they, they released Daryl Williams, offensive lineman, for the move, bringing in Jarek McKinnon um, back into the running back fold. That's an interesting addition, and we'll talk about it here in a minute. But I want to go back to Niang because the fact that he's there uh, rehabbing with the, the team, that's good. Um, obviously on his feet. But he's the big hole in the lineup right now. And so as that offensive line that you talked about in the first segment, how did it look? Who's starting it right right now? Yeah, you know, and the, the incumbent at right tackle is Andrew Wiley. So, you know, that's the guy that you would expect to be there. And you know what the rest of the line is as far as, you know, Joe Tooney and uh, Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith. Um, the question, you know, obviously is, you know, going to be at left tackle with Orlando Brown and what's going to happen when he, when he gets there. And and honestly, what are the options if he's not? I mean, you know, the, the Chiefs have got a couple of guys that they've been given luck looks at, you know, that includes Roderick Johnson um, and, and Jaron Christian from the came over from the Texans have been a couple of guys that they've been looking at at that spot. So uh, Darian Kennard, you know, has been working, you know, later in the rotation. Um, it's it'd be, it, it's it's going to be interesting to see what holds up over these last two days of the mandatory minicamp. Usually there's not a lot of changes. I mean, usually the, the lineup for this minicamp stays what it is. Question then becomes, what's it going to look like once they get to St. Joe and you get into the first week? That's when, you know, maybe younger guys start moving up the depth chart. We'll see what happens, and especially when Orlando gets in there. How's it going to change things? So the two guys that I ran down on RGR that I really wanted to see was was Ross, because I thought he might be back. I didn't didn't think it was that much that they would hold him out. But the other was Jerry and Ely, and hopefully we'll see Ross tomorrow. But uh, Ely was out there today. Did you see anything that that stood out to you in, in terms of his game? 
Yeah, I mean, Ely, the, the interesting thing is, is that every time I see Jerry and Ely, I, I think of Jarek McKinnon. Um, they're both kind of similar in size. Um, both have a ton of speed and elusiveness. I mean, that's 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 who I think that the Chiefs have in that thing. He's kind of a, a young Jarek McKinnon. He probably maybe isn't quite as fast as McKinnon. I don't know. McKinnon's pretty quick. Um, but both of them have that. Both of them have that bounce and that elusiveness in them. So uh, I can see you know, Ely becoming that kind of mismatch. I mean, the Chiefs are definitely, even though they can't quite decide, I think, where to list him in the roster, um, he's been working in the running back group. So he's a running back for now. We'll see what happens once, you know, once we do get in the training camp and everything like that. Things can always change. Um, but that's where he's been working for the main, for the main time. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. And I want to talk to him about McKinnon here in a minute because right now I feel like I need to feed Jerry and Ely a little bit more. And if I was going to do that, I'd probably just throw some built bars at them. There's something new that you guys want to try. It's called mud pie. I just got my sample. I'm going to have to test that tomorrow, but I want you guys to check it out because built bar is everything that you need all the macros, all the nutrients, 17 grams of protein, four net sugars, four net carbs. You can pack it in as an additional protein source. You can use it as a meal replacement. You can do whatever you want. It's convenient. You can carry it around with you. And if you're not convinced yet, it also makes it really tasty that's 100% chocolate on the top of it. That makes a big difference. Right now, they got a special deal just for our listeners. Make sure you go over there and get the, the chocolate mousse, whipped cream, all kinds of things that are packed into this moon pie. I think you want to check it out. It's at built.com. Use our code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your order. That promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Now, Matt, Jerry Neely, we talked about him Looks like the guy that they just brought back. Was this a surprise to you? Because I, I thought that they sailed on it at that point. But Jared McKinnon and Ely are now in camp. How surprising is that to you? It's it is a surprise to me uh, for the same reason that you noted there. I mean, it just felt like this late into the process that the Chiefs wanted him back. He would have been back by now. Um, but I, I certainly wouldn't blame McKinnon, you know, looking and maybe waiting to see if there were some other opportunities that might pop up where maybe he'd be a little bit higher on the depth chart. He knows where he would be in Kansas City. I mean, at this point, you know, you, you feel like you're probably going to be certainly behind Clyde and Ronald Jones. Um, they draft a running back, too, on top of that. Plus, you know, you knew what they had in Derek Gore. I mean, there's other options. Now, that being said, I mean, it's the NFL. You're going to go through running backs in a season. I mean, nobody holds up for 17 games anymore. So the opportunities are there. I felt like that, you know, if we're going to talk about the Chiefs underutilizing anybody, I felt like that probably Jerry <laughs> McKinnon was the guy last year that should be talking about that. Um, there seemed to be a lot more opportunities, and they really worked with McKinnon a lot last year during the offseason. So, you know, I feel like that they left something out there last year. So, I mean, I'm intrigued by it because, you know, they really loved McKinnon last offseason. No reason not to bring him back, but, yeah, it does make that a very crowded running back room. Yeah, that's that's really the thing that, that stands out to me. It's one of the thicker rooms now, the other one being the defensive backs. And we talked about uh, McDuffie and Josh Williams going off the field today. Like you said, it was mostly cautionary, right? right? About hydration. This is about not taking chances with guys that you think are going to contribute to this roster, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, and and the Chiefs have, I mean, they always are every year. I mean, especially this time of year. And, and, and honestly, I think Andy Reid's gotten even more conservative about it over the years. I mean, uh, you know, it wasn't so long ago, a few seasons ago, we would get routine injury updates during, you know, OTA period during the offseason. And he doesn't like to talk about them anymore. And I think part of it is just that, you know, because they do take a lot of guys off, even if it's just a tweaked hamstring, something that maybe they could normally play through, um, you know, 
they are a little bit more cautious with him. Obviously, they were pretty cautious with Sky Moore, who, you know, had the hamstring issue uh, from his draft prep, came in with it. Um, he actually has gotten back onto the field now. He was, you know, participating in full team drills on Tuesday for the first time that we've seen him doing that. Um, and honestly, looked pretty comfortable. But yeah, th- th- at this point, it's you hear injury or anything like that, unless it's something serious, you know, just know that this team's being pretty cautious with all injuries at this point. Yeah. And they should, and this is why I've been talking about what, especially the Fenton in, in injury itself, but then Duffy goes down for me, <clears throat> number four corner here is going to be very important this season because of, of one rookie that should be slated to start. And one guy who's had some injury history that I think is of a concern. So my thought process going in is that, They've utilized bigger physical corners well in the past, and, and I wonder where that places Lonnie Johnson in, in kind of where he can step in and help this team. Did you see anything from that today? You know, that is interesting because, you know, it feels like during this period, um, the Chiefs are kind of mixing things up a little bit. I mean, we've talked about the fact that normally um, – you know, Andy Reid and especially Steve Spagnolo, both of those guys have normally, you know, kind of pushed the rookies to earn some playing time and, you know, to get their opportunities. And and this camp, it seems like it's been a little bit topsy-turvy. I mean, that we've been seeing a lot of younger guys um, get a lot more looks early. And I can certainly see that some of that is they just need to find out what these guys have. Uh, they've got film on Lonnie Johnson to know, you know, what he is, mm-hmm. you know, and evaluate him. So to a degree, you don't have to do as much. I mean, you know, you know what kind of a player he is just from having played against him and seen him in the league. Um, you got to learn what the other guys have. So maybe the rotations and the usages are going to change once they do get to St. Joe. Um, but it's been very different to me in the fact that there's been a really concentrated effort to, to give these younger guys, you know, more opportunities. And, and this was probably the case last year, but I, I didn't personally notice it. Maybe it's just noticing more to me this year. Um, but one thing that the chiefs have done is that they've got during the, the, the group install period, um, they've got Spagnolo working with the first team defense and they've got Ken Flagel, Ken Flagel. I almost went with the Herbie Topia pronunciation there of him, <laughs> Ken Flagel. They've got Flagel working with the twos doing the exact same thing and mostly a lot of young guys. And so they're going through the exact same installation period. And like I said, I, I probably did the same thing last year, but it just seems a little bit more pronounced than maybe it was in the past to me. Um, but it's, you know, definitely, like I said, I mean, it's almost like a mirror image. I mean, Flagel's working with one group while Spags is working with the others doing the exact same things. I, I'm really intrigued by that because I think the staff is, is obviously they've gone through some changes, the addition of Colin. Um, but Flagel was here last year and stepping into a, maybe a slightly different role, I think would be very interesting. They have plenty of young guys to work with. When it comes down to it, it feels like this, this defensive side of the ball is going to be drastically younger than we've seen the last couple of seasons. And getting up to speed is always the challenge when you try to do that, or you have to do that in this case. Given where they are in the, in the offseason program, how do you feel about just general, the, the rookies, the young players that are coming in, exactly your players included? How do you feel about where they are developing though? Yeah, I, I think by and by and large, most of this group is ahead of where I would expect them. Um, you know, and you can probably take some guesses. I mean, even though technically, you know, depth charts and everything like that are off the record this time of year, um, you'll probably hear a few more things sneak out on Wednesday when there's a a semi public practice with some season ticket holders in. Um, but 
you know, by and large, you can pretty much project where guys have been playing based on where they were drafted. I mean, there's everything's been kind of, you know, filling in that standpoint. I mean, if you're a first and second round draft pick, you're probably getting a lot of looks with the ones. If you're a middle round pick, you're probably kind of sneaking up right behind there. And, you know, for the seventh round guys, you know, you're, you're playing a lot of different spots. You're getting some, a lot of special teams work. I mean, it's really, but I, like I said, I mean, uh, the, this rookie class, and there's a lot of guys in this class, more so than you usually have. Uh, it's been pretty consistent for the Chiefs. Normally have six, you know, draft picks. This year they got 10. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's more guys to, to try and, and feed and to figure out what they have. Um, so far, though, I haven't seen anybody falling behind. I mean, we'll see when the pads come on. That's the next step in August when you get there. Um, but right now, I mean, I, I think that she's had to be pretty optimistic about this draft class and what they've seen so far. Well, let's hope that that continues folks. They're back on the field tomorrow. You can read all about it at chiefsdigest.com and you can hear it here. We'll have more for you this week, Matt. Thanks for taking time out of your schedule today to update us. We very much appreciate it. Always a pleasure, Ryan. Take care, everybody. Folks, you all have a good day. We will talk to you tomorrow.